Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. So there are more and more of these uh, self-identified liberals and Democrats who are lawyers and constitutional scholars saying that they doubt that Alvin Bragg's charges are going to hold against Trump. And yet many, many are hopeful. Uh, Donald went out last night, Mar-a-Lago, and was obviously very upset. Um, but And he made some points within 25 minutes, and I thought I'd share some of that with you right now. And then we're going to get Rob Arlett on. Rob Arlett was the state chairman of the Trump campaigns, and we'll talk with him about this as well. The criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amounts of grand jury information. for which he should be prosecuted, or at a minimum, he should resign. And Alvin Bragg's wife confirmed a report that claimed her husband has Trump nailed on felonies. She has since locked down her Twitter account. His chief prosecutor, who represented the Democrats and crooked Hillary Clinton in a firm run by Chuck Schumer's brother, Robert, he quit the firm in order to go to work in the DA office in order to get Trump. Can you imagine that? Hillary Clinton's lawyer, Democrat lawyer, Democrat firm. Ultimately, he quit as chief prosecutor because Bragg didn't think he had a case. Think of that same guy that brought this ridiculous thing today. Yet during his investigation, this prosecutor named Mark Pomerantz wrote and published a book saying all sorts of privileged things and has been very strongly rep- rec- really uh, reprimanded. He was reprimanded so strongly. Okay, so, you know, there's Donald uh, excoriating all those who are involved in this prosecution, and I'm not saying wrongfully so. Um, and, of course, he's you know, excoriating Hillary. Well, lock her up, right? So, yes, these are political prosecutions. There are a number of people saying they don't really think that uh, Alvin Bragg is going to be able to win this case. However, um, I was reading uh, Jonathan Turley, for example, liberal. Uh, he's a, a university professor on the Constitution and law, saying that uh, he might actually get a prosecution. He might actually get um, a, a guilty out of a judge who's favorable for Democrats and very liberal and looks to be favorable to uh convicting Trump. And keep in mind, it's New York. So a jury, a jury is likely going to say, yeah, um, oh my gosh, we, we believe all of this. I want to get to Rob Arlett. And your take is also welcome. 302-529-1017. 302-529-1017. Once again, Randy's still out because uh, on Saturday when there's a big storm, a tree leaped from the earth and landed on his truck, smashed his truck, uh, trailer, Lawn cutting equipment, he's okay, except for his back is killing him. And so he's going to see a chiropractor today. Let's get to uh, Rob Arlett. Hey, Rob, it's Rick. <laughs> hey, Rick, good morning, and great to be with you uh, and all of your listeners. It's uh, certainly been a little while since we've been on. It really has, and I want folks to know that you and I were texting each other this morning, and uh, really it seemed like we were talking about two different things. One, in my, as far as I'm concerned, is, you know, gosh, if you are um, – Surrounding yourself with Trump, 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 can you actually win in Newcastle County? I want to get to that. But first, uh, your take, obviously, on uh, on the nature of these charges and the prosecution. Well, you know, as I said yesterday, uh, with lots of various media outlets, it, it is a sad day in America. 
And I say that because, look, I mean, nobody's above the law. Trump is not above the law. Biden should not be above the law. Hillary Clinton should not be above the law. None of us should be above the law. But what I believe is that America today is certainly is a two-tiered system, two-tiered justice system. And I think that's what really saddens my heart. And that's also why so many Americans, so many Delawareans, so many Newcastle Countyans do not trust their government and do not trust the media, don't trust big tech because of good reason, because of the historical context of what's happened. And I bring that up because let's just talk about it, if I can, Rick. And that yeah. is, you know, Russia, 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 right? For six years, it's all we ever heard throughout this country. It's all we ever heard from Senator Carper when I ran against him in the U.S. Senate campaign in 2018. What we now know, it was all fake. It was all a lie. No, it's all based upon the, uh, the, the Steele dossier. And everybody knows uh, who's been paying attention that it was a fabrication. And that's why exactly. I think, and that's why I believe the Department of Justice uh, chose not to go after Trump for that or even the January sixth charges. Well, I agree, and and let's let's bring it back to home, right? So let's talk even about the the Hunter Biden laptop, right? So we all now know the facts that DOJ and the FBI lied. They said it was all Russia misinformation. As a matter of fact, fifty one intelligence experts, quote unquote also stated that it was all Russian misinformation. But well, now we know today... Well, here, here's what we know today about, about that, is they are partisan actors, and they are not yeah. acting in the best interest of the American people. You even have people like James Clapper, Correct. for example, and Clapper is right there on YouTube uh, perjuring himself, lying to Congress about whether or not the NSA was spying on American citizens without a warrant. Now we know, thanks to the WikiLeaks, that, uh, that he lied. Uh, you had, uh, yeah. oh, who was the, uh, uh, Hayden, is General Hayden with the NSA. Uh, he, he lied as well. But the statute of limitations has passed on that. And, and I blame the yeah. cowardly Republicans for, for not having hearings and, and prosecuting them. Democrats weren't going to I because. Agree. I agree. Yeah, and, and we're together. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're together on that, right? Oh, we are. And, and we're I'm together glad, on that. I'm glad to know, but understand, yeah, maybe and, one, one last point, and I'll let you continue here. Uh, when it sure. comes to that, yes, uh, it, it is like there is either a uniparty or um, the, the DOJ is so weaponized with one particular party because the Democrats were not going to go after Clapper or Hayden because they're on their team. I just want to make that, that point. Um, and I mean, we can see even more of it. For example, you take a look at the geo-tracking data points in the documentary 2,000 Mules. If you can get past the hyperbole of those folks who are, uh, who are hosting this and you recognize only the facts of those data points, you realize that if the, if the state attorneys general in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania were Republicans, they would be investigating that. But they're not because they're Democrats and they won. And I believe that not unlike the 2000 election with Al Gore, that if the situation were reversed, then absolutely they would be investigating that sort of thing. So it, it goes to your claim that this is like living in a banana republic. And uh, tragically, you can point to these very specific examples that say, yeah, Rob, here are some examples that show that it is like a banana republic. Yeah, and, and again, this gets back down to my point. Why is it that some are above the law and why are some others not? And I think that's a unifying message. I think not only in Newcastle County, but around Delaware, and it should be around the country. Whether you're a Democrat, Independent, or Republican, we are a country of laws. 
And when we're not a country of laws, we're no longer a country. And I think we saw that yesterday. Now, say, let's, let's talk more about specifically about yesterday. So, again, the, the district attorney's office out of Manhattan, the same office, right, had looked at this case for several years dating back to 2017 and 2018. There was nothing there. They chose not to move forward with it. Well, we what they found, what, I, wait, let me, let, let's have the conversation here where we can't interrupt each other. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, they, no, they, no, go ahead. I We're think having an open dialogue. They, yeah, thanks. They did have uh, what they thought was evidence of perhaps a misdemeanor uh, of paying $130,000. But they didn't think that the case was strong enough to go forward. All right, I just wanted to throw a little detail exactly. in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, but, I, but I would also say that, Again, also the Election Commission, the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, has also chimed in on this very subject, and they they voted four to one not to move forward because there just wasn't wasn't enough there. Yeah. So what's really changed, I guess, is where what I'm saying is from the previous uh, district attorney's office to yesterday. And, and granted, we you know district attorney uh, you know yesterday stated that there was new evidence. Well, he didn't even state what the new evidence was. In fact, he didn't even state what the crimes were. What really is new in all of this is that he was elected and he and he ran on a campaign, promised he was going to, quote unquote, take down Trump. That's all he ran on. And he won. And let's fast forward. So what happened just this, this last year? And that is there's a gentleman and uh, I don't recall his name this moment. I looked it up this morning. But I can text it to you. But he worked with the Biden Department of Justice. Trump, um, it was always his goal to go after him. And so what what did they do at the DA's office? Well, they hired him. So he left the, the excuse me, the Biden DOJ and went to this district attorney's office. And lo and behold, here we are. And so that's what's really concerning is that I believe this is nothing more than a political witch hunt against a man that was duly elected. And again, if President Trump broke the law, then hold him accountable. I want to be very clear on that. But so should Joe Biden. So yeah, should Hillary so, Clinton. So my question. So should any American. My, my question. Well, uh, this is actually more similar to the John Edwards case. And uh, and, and they didn't uh, they didn't prosecute the guy. Um, at least uh, he wasn't found guilty of anything. That's what I meant. He wasn't found guilty of anything. Um, but yes. But uh, what makes you think that uh, that Hunter's not being investigated? Well, they say they are, that he is being investigated. Yeah. So we'll take him at their word. As, as, but again, do, but do we trust the investigation? And again, I'm, I'm saying that because it is the same FBI who denounced that the laptop even existed. Let's not forget who's investigating here. So it is that same FBI who stated it did not exist. But yet we, now we know for a fact that it does exist. And that's just all I'm trying to say here is that why is there a two-tier justice system in America today? Why? And how did we get here today? And that's what's sad is that we've really gotten politics into our principles as a country. And when are we going to stop this nonsense? Why are Democrats, when are independents, when are Republicans going to just be enough with this? When are we, when are we going to get fed up with this? And stand for the rule of law for everybody. I don't think for it's going everybody. to happen. I, I don't think it's going to happen. And you uh, and I invite everybody to disagree with me and give me some some specific examples why you think I'm wrong in what I'm about to say. And that is this: 
I believe today's uh, current prosecutions of Trump began when the Republicans went after Bill Clinton and the Ken Starr investigation. They found something, but they had to go fishing for it, and uh, they did, and then Bill lost his uh, license to uh, to practice law, and, uh, of course, he was impeached, not convicted, and it was uh, that sort of thing that I think the Democrats have held on to, you know, and knowing that there is a long-term mm-hmm. political memory. And I said this back then. I said, you watch, Democrats are angry, and they're going to bring up people to try to impeach a Republican just to say, aha, we got you. Now, there were articles of impeachment introduced for uh, Bush 43, mm-hmm. but they never went anywhere. And remember, Adam Schiff, who has lied to the American people over and over and over again about proof of Russia, proof of this, proof of okay, but that's his job. His job uh, was indeed to lie and to impeach a Republican president. He ran his campaign to run for Congress was against a Californian Republican who had voted to impeach Bill Clinton. And that was Adam Schiff's campaign. So Democrats said, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we want you to go get him. We, we hate these guys. And so they elected him. He uh, Now, as I read, uh, I've taken it to understand that he had uh, a couple of, uh, of rehearsals of impeachment, impeaching a couple of judges. And so he did that. He was successful. He said, fine, now go get the Republican. We don't care who it is. Oh, look, it's Trump. So I believe what's going to happen now is that Yes, there actually is apparently a money trail, uh, the laptop trail, the emails and everything to implicate Joe Biden into weasel deals with Communist Chinese Party members, former members, uh, leaders and former leaders, meaning that you have a president right now who's likely leveraged by our number one communist economic competitor in the entire world and mm-hmm. yes that should be investigated i don't think it's going to end like that rob i think what's going to happen is that republicans are going to do this where they're going to have a hearing they're investigating biden nothing will happen to biden as long as democrats have the senate nothing's going to happen until, until he's out of office now hunter might get prosecuted we'll see but nothing with joe until he's out of office and i i predict that republicans will go after joe after uh he's out of office and then Democrats will continue to go after Republicans this way. I, I think it started, unless it started earlier, if you can remember, I think it started with Clinton. And Democrats have this uh, eternal political memory. They're angry. And this is the fallout from that. Yeah, I, I would say there's probably no doubt with that. But again, the, look, the Republicans never liked Trump. Right. The establishment is never like Trump. We, we all know now. We all know that. And so for me, you know, what is he what is he really, truly done? I mean, think about it. What has he really done other than just defended himself? All these onslaught of, of accusations, nonstop for seven plus years, and, and you know, here we are. And and uh, you know, so at best, we're we're talking about a bookkeeping error, and they want to put him in jail for over a hundred years for that. Well, and, and actually, so me, even even if it's not that, even if it is a payoff, and I'm sitting here thinking it probably was a payoff to her, but. They have to prove intent when it comes to the election, and they're not going to get that yeah. because Trump and his Correct. lawyers have always maintained, yep, we paid her off. We didn't want to embarrass the family. It was a personal matter, and so we paid her off. That's what we did. Okay, that's a misdemeanor, and and then you move on. Well, exactly, and, you know, and NDAs with payments are fully legal. It happened every single day throughout America, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you, you know, again, I'll just get back to my original point. We live in a two-tiered justice system today in America. We do. And the question is, how do we move forward? How do, how do we overcome this? 
as Americans, where are we each going to become Americans more than our individual political party? I don't think we and, are. And I think that's just where my yeah. heart my heart desire is there it, it versus anywhere else. And, uh, and, and I'll say it again. If Trump broke the law, then he should be held accountable. But then again, so should all the others. Let's so get should to, uh, everybody. Uh, I want to talk to you about Newcastle County. Can you hang on to next half hour, too, or, or do you have to get some stuff done? Happy to do so. Okay, yeah, happy cool. to do so. Right? Because you ran, you ran the, uh, the Trump campaign here. And uh, and we often have conversations on okay well well how do we actually get small government Republicans elected in Newcastle County but I want to get to uh, is this uh, Ernest on the phone Hi it's Rick who's Hello? this Yes Hi it's Rick who's this It's Ernie How you doing Hey Hey Ernie Yes you're on Yeah Hey uh, some hilarious stuff there um, uh, You're saying about there was nothing to the Russian investigation of Trump Paul Manafort ran Trump's campaign one. All your listeners, Google Paul Manafort. He uh, he was Putin's man in Ukraine. Um, that's just one thing. But and you're talking about the uh, last election uh, being. I think hinting that it was uh, fraud. There was something fraudulent about it. And 40 different cases before. Just, they all got thrown out. Yes, because uh, be, yeah, be, because the uh, the applicants they didn't have standing. Uh, and I never believed. I never well, believed. Whatever, but but you know what? Not, not in a single. But my point stands. Not in a single case did a, did did a charge except one one out of forty one did a charge that and it was I actually, agree, I, I actually would agree with you, Ernie. Yeah, I actually would agree with you. I mean, you know, you can have the allegations, but proving it in a court of law is something very different. Yeah, so and I they and they and they weren't proved. They yeah, proved. allegations. That's yeah, that's I Trump. Agree. No, I agree. Allegations. Yeah, and no, I agree. Yeah. And Paul Manafort. And the, the thing is, and, and how about hang, in Georgia? Hang on, hang on. Ernie, Georgia? Ernie, hang on. What, what yeah. are you saying, Rob? What's sure. that, Rob? Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, and Paul Manafort certainly has been held accountable with regard to his own actions. But again, that did not imply He's that pardoned by Trump, too. President Trump. Yeah, that, that's my point. But my point is, is that Russia, Russia, Russia was constant for years with regard to Trump himself. And that was never proven. We now know the truth that was all put out as a lie. And that's really all I'm trying to Did say. It and wasn't so, a lie at all. Did you? It was not a lie. Well, what, okay. The only reason, the only reason, wait, it wasn't a lie. Okay, what part is was that, that right? What you're saying right there is, how, is not true. How was Trump directly involved with Russia? In uh, the Mueller report, his, 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 how much? How much clearer can it get? That actually would have been pursued by the Department of Justice, but a sitting president couldn't be pursued. Yeah, and that, and, and, they, and the DOJ has not pursued it now that he's out as well because the report did not actually show any evidence that Trump was directly involved. All right, uh, 302-529-1017. i got to take a quick break here. And on the phone is uh, Rob Arlett. He was a campaign, actually the campaign chair for the Trump campaign here in Delaware on uh, both runs. So we'll get to your take as well, 302-529-1017. Oh, and, and by the way, uh, yes, this is very heated and very hot right now, but nothing's going to happen for a few months. Right, we'll, we'll get to that. As I mentioned yesterday, um, this may not even come to any end or fruition at all until after the 2024 election, right? All right, and now, if you side with Ernie, I'd love to hear from you at 302-529-1017. Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. Okay, so Trump indicted, and you probably have heard a lot about the nature of these charges. The Manhattan District DA has to tie in some, well, federal charges on top of all the other charges, and apparently they're all linked to each check written to his attorney, Michael Cohen, 
who uh, paid off, allegedly, uh, Stormy Daniels, didn't want the family or anybody to know about that. On the phone right now is Rob Arlett. He's a state uh, chair of the Trump campaign for both campaigns. And we're looking for your take as well at 302-529-1017. Rob, thanks for being on, man. My honor, my dear friend. Good to be with you and all of your listeners. All right. Uh, let's Now, we, you know, we heard from Ernie uh, before saying why, you know, it, it, there are obviously a lot of uh, crimes Trump committed. He talked about Manafort and... Uh, and, you know, there's nothing there that has actually tied Trump directly into anything. In fact, I've been saying if they really want to prosecute Trump for a crime, the only one I can think of he actually committed was violating the Emoluments Clause in the Constitution. I mean, he's got the Trump Hotel, foreign dictators came there and stayed there, paid, even though he wasn't actively managing it. You knew he'd be going back to the business afterwards, but they don't seem to think that that's uh, something that would stick, or maybe they're not serious about getting anything to stick. I don't know. Um, let's get to uh, <laughs> let's get to Fred. I want to get to Fred and, and to Ray, and uh, then more from you. Uh, Fred, hi, it's uh, Rick. You're on with Rob. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Good. Listen, a uh, house divided against itself cannot stand, and a kingdom divided against itself will be brought to certain desolation. And that's what Jesus said. America is a nation divided. America will go to war with America. America will destroy America. Well, that's the nature of our of our politics, and it's nothing new. I mean, you could go back to the 1700s and the 1800s and see, you know, similar uh, divisive times as well. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But this time, this time it's so far off the, so far off kilter that I mean, the pendulum is swinging, but sooner or later it'll just turn upside down. All right. So we don't, uh, I don't, we don't have much time left. All right. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Fred. Okay. Okay, man, let's get to uh, Ray, Ray in Townsend. Ray, you're on with Rob. Hey, Rick. Hey, I, I was listening to uh, uh, one of the uh, female attorneys for Trump, and she pointed out a pretty good thing. I think a lot of people are missing, okay? Trump made payments to Cohen, okay? Yep. But the date on the, date on the checks is when he was already in the office. Right. So this, how could he be interfering with the election that already happened? Because it had been going on since uh, before he was in office. And uh, the checks were that, that you mentioned were finalized after he was in office. So it is uh, it is an event that had been occurring for a couple of years. Rob, do you want to talk about that one, too? Uh, well, you know, I mean, again, there's there's a lot of, you know, he said, she said scenarios. And I, I've even actually, Rick, I've even actually seen a letter from uh, from Michael Cohen's attorney back in 2018, his personal attorney, that stated in that letter that there were no monies exchanged between Trump or the campaign whatsoever. So, and that's an official letter, uh, you know, from Michael Cohen's attorney. So, you know, at the end of the day, obviously we look forward to the evidence being presented and the defendant, of course, President Trump and his team defending it. But but again, at the end of the day, it's an NDA. If $130,000, it's every single day that this occurs. And, you know, and how is this even – how are we even talking about this? Uh, again, it's the same district attorney's office who looked at it for several years. They didn't think there was enough there to move forward with, with the prosecution. 
But again, you, now you've got the, the DOJ, the Biden DOJ sent their guy over, you know, last year, late last year. Matthew Colangelo. That's the guy you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew exactly, Colangelo. Exactly He's right. the guy who was like the number three guy in Department of Justice under Biden. And exactly. they sent him over to the Manhattan uh, DA office to see if they could do something with like that. All right, Ray. Exactly. And I think it's to, to do nothing more than take out the number one front runner for the 2024 election. It's just plain and simple. Okay. Ray, uh, anything else? Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand that, but but everybody knew about the Stormy Daniels thing before he got elected. So it's, he wasn't hiding. Okay, no, no, on. he wasn't hiding. But uh, but that's not the point, Ray. I appreciate the call. That's not the point. The point is, uh, yeah. it's like like the guy Ernie called up the last half hour, and I think he expresses what a lot of Democrats uh, are thinking. Uh, Trump's a crook, and they got to get him however they can get him, and they got this guy. Uh, Alvin Bragg now in the DA's office, and he's going to go after him. And even if he doesn't get a conviction, uh, it, it might get Bragg a uh, a reelection because no matter what they want it, they want to get the guy. And, and again, I go back to the Republicans uh, and Ken Starr going after Bill Clinton. They uh, they they found something of, of which they could uh, impeach him. But uh, the Democrats were making the same kind of uh, noises back then, saying, "Oh my gosh, they're just looking for something." He didn't really do anything. They just hate him. They just want to prosecute. Well, yeah. And uh, and I, I think it's that same sort of thing here. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something about that, but that's what I think, Rob. Yeah, well, I mean, it's part of it. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it is definitely part of it. But I think it's more than that, Rick. I mean, I really truly do. I think it's more than that. And I say that is because look, you've got to focus on the rule of law. Uh, and to me, it's nothing more, nothing less. It's actually a lot more today because it's all been very politicized. But you know, the last uh, caller talked about. You know, uh, a, a country will be divided and and, and will fall. Yeah. Well, let's come back together with the unity of our Constitution and the rule of law. Can, can we not all just agree that we are a country of laws? Well, I think I, I suspect I suspect the, the, right. I suspect Democrats will say, yeah, we are using the law. <laughs> now, other Democrats and, yeah. and Republicans <laughs> will say, yes, but look, uh, you don't have any stare diseases. You don't have any, uh, you know, in, any precedent for, uh, for trying to prosecute from a state level. Uh, or from I'm sorry, a city level, Manhattan, um, a, you right. know, a, a federal charge, but uh, but they're, they're going to try it anyway. Um, and, and I think, no, I mean, uh, there are people who despise Trump so much that they care less about the rule of law and more about getting Trump. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, that's and, it. And, and, and we talked about this during the break, if, if I may. But look. Everybody, I was the former state chairman for President Trump in this state. 2016, I ran for the U.S. Senate in 2018. I ran, again, the state chairman for President Trump in 2020. I was his voice and his face in this state for two terms. And I've said it earlier in your, in your, in your show today that nobody's above the law to include President Trump. Again, if President Trump broke the law, he should be held accountable. And I'm asking everybody in your audience, Rick, be it an independent or specifically more so Democrats, would, do, would they join me, would they join you calling out any Democrat if they actually broke the law? Would, should they also be held accountable? I would love to hear a Democrat agree with me, as I have with Republicans and President Trump, if Joe Biden broke the law, should he be held accountable? I would like to hear a Democrat say that on your radio show this morning. 302-529-1017. 302-529-1017. Should Joe Biden be held accountable uh, for uh, alleged criminal activities? 
of a financial nature, for which he's being investigated by uh, by the House. Uh, by the way, uh, one more thing. I was reading about uh, the, the process here, and it, it's very possible that this thing won't even be over until after the 2024 election, you know? So... That's uh, and, and they've got right. to. Well, I, mean, I think uh, what was one thing January to respond to a couple of uh, uh, charges, and I think there's also something in uh, in August that they would uh, uh, respond to. So it's going to simmer for a while, and then it'll come up again. But um, you know, you, you talk about unity and people getting together, uh, you know, regardless of party. And I think those uh, Mike Castle days have gone. I, I really do. But maybe they can come back. I do. You know, I agree. You, you and I talked yeah. about, for example, Newcastle County. And uh, during the midterms, you had 30% of registered Democrats come out to vote and approximately 30% of Republicans come out to vote. That means twice as many Democrats voted in the mer- midterms as Republicans. So do you really feel like, like and, and by the way, I'll, I'll leave this, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll also use this, kind of, this example. Um, so... We had a Republican candidate for Congress who uh, who wrapped himself around Trump and talked about Trump, 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 and then he, t- he talked about uh, Nancy Pelosi, and uh, and I thought that was the wrong message. So it went nowhere, and he got uh, he got crushed uh, in the election here. So do you really think that any Republican can uh, can say, "Hey, I'm a Trump supporter," and get votes in Newcastle County? It's a great question, and, and, I, and I would say it should be bigger than Trump. To me, Trump is the poster child, so to speak, because he's the one that I would say I would argue that he's exposed much of the corruption, the collusion, and the cover-ups. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that, actually. But the, I think it's bigger than Trump. I would say, can any Republican push back on what I've just said? Is any Republican willing – and I'll use this analogy, Rick. And, and I remember back in middle school when I lived out in, uh, in Southern California – and, and I was a little guy, right, physically speaking, and I was bullied back in middle school. And I remember this guy got a little physical with me, and I had just turned around and slugged him. And you know what? After that, he never bothered me again. And, I, and I'm not advocating any physical violence here, but you have to stand up to bullies. And what I mean by that, I believe that the progressive wing of the Democrat Party in Delaware has taken over Delaware has taken over the conservative Democrats, has certainly taken over the Republican Party regarding their agenda, and has also certainly taken over uh, Governor Carney's agenda. Is anybody going to stand up to the progressives, which is a small percent of this state that are absolutely now controlling our state? That's the question. Who is going to have the courage to, to stand up and push back. Well, uh, and keep in mind, uh, in the city of Wilmington, you're going to have a pretty strong number of progressives, you know, people who uh, openly identify as being socialists or socialist Democrats. And, Absolutely. And, and I, I, I'm going to give a couple of examples of why I do not believe a, uh, a Trump-supporting Republican is going to be able to win in Newcastle County, especially in the city of Wilmington. You know, um, and I don't think it has anything to do with scandals, real or imagined. I mean, consider this. There are Democrats who have won and lost in Newcastle County. Tom Gordon, convicted of misdemeanors, and they voted for him again as county executive. State Attorney General uh, Kathy Jennings, she lost in court as Republicans Jane Brady and Julianne Murray, who was running against her, 
successfully defended the state constitution and the people of Delaware against an illegal voting scheme that was being defended by the Democrats and Kathy Jennings. But still the voters said, okay, that's fine. Uh, nice those Republicans, uh, or even, I don't even know what they thought about that, but the, the Republicans uh, defended them and the state constitution and they still went to vote for the Democrats. There have been other Democrats who have been involved in, you know, some scandals here and there. And in Newcastle County, especially Wilmington, they will go ahead and vote for them anyway, which is why I I wonder if a Republican can ever win statewide in in Newcastle County when you Mm -hmm. have Wilmington and the the way it is just by registrations or if anyone like in, in Wilmington other than a progressive can ever win again. I mean, you know, you have progressives who uh, who took out just regular um tax and spend Democrats, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And- well, exactly. Yeah. Rick and I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you would agree with me. We miss our liberal friends. Where are they? Right. Because, because they've been shut out by, by the far left progressives uh, of the Democrat party. And, and, you know, when are we going to get back to some common sense? And again, to me, you got to push back. So to me, I think there is an ability for, to coalesce and, and to unify it. And I'm talking about the regular conservative tax and, tax and spend Democrats, your independents and your Republicans to push back on that far left wing. I, okay. Too many people don't have the courage. Uh, people don't have the courage. To they stand they don't want to stand up and say, hey, uh, I, I'm not for this, uh, the socialism and, and the um just well, yeah, indiscriminate spending. Democrats that they do really well. They rally with each other and support each other. I mean, after a primary, we all have to admit they do that extremely well. All right, right? let's get. I want to get to uh, Bill uh, before uh, the top of the hour. Hey, Bill, it's uh, Rick. You're on with Rob Arlett, who was uh, okay. Um, first of all, my head is spinning because of the range of outcomes. Uh, he could be in the joint. He could be the next president of the United States. Uh, I'm having yeah. trouble wrapping my head around that. Uh, I'm also upset because a nice Catholic boy like me is subject to the filth. If somebody asks, hey, John, do you know any sex workers? Once a whole stormy came around, the answer was no. Uh, I think he legitimized hatred. And in terms of talking your, about your phone, Your law, phone's breaking up there. He, he, he think uh, Trump legitimized what? He, uh, he legitimized hatred. Oh. You know, he, he, he you know, let it out of the jar. And my final comment is is um, the rule of law. Well, you know, what about January 6th? Now, I'll be honest with you. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to this, uh, Trump, because well, the same reason I don't watch Days of Our Lives. I'm not real big on soap operas. Uh, but I think he has it coming. All right. For no other reason than January 6th. Which, uh, and he, January 6th, he said march peacefully. He said march peacefully. Of course, if you watch ABC News with David Muir, you never know that they cut that part off. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, January 6th, I, I believe the Department of Justice was looking at that, and they, they said not to prosecute. Um, well, and to that point, you yeah. know, and I, and I appreciate the callers because what he, what he, what he stated is what he believes. Yeah. The question is, why does he believe that? Right. And so the reality is who name one person on January 6th that's actually been arrested and convicted of insurrection. Give me one name. Oh, no, there's no insurrection. No, no. It's uh, what's interrupting uh, a meeting uh, and uh, and such like that. But, uh, you know, yeah, but nothing. No, no. Nobody's been convicted of insurrection. Yeah. Yeah, no. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Uh, Rob, 
Uh, last word to you, and Bill, and uh, and all. Uh, thank you very much for your calls. Uh, last word to you, uh, Rob, on, on this. Well, you know, again, it just hurts my heart as an American, you know, that we've come to this, whereas we've allowed the politics to come in and, and uh, you know, and, and dominate the rule of law. And, and that's just sad to me. should be sad to every single Delawarean. should be sad to every single American. Nobody is above the law, no matter what party you're part of. Oh, that's I was watching folks on CNN and MSNBC saying, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. I'm thinking, like, are you saying that because that's Trump's word, it's sad? Are you is, is that is that the yeah, uh, the Schadenfreude yeah. in which they are engaged? You know, it's sad. It's sad. And I don't think that really is uh, well, yeah, they, sad they for them. That, but, but yet, for six years, all they did, is, you know, it was, was was you know, Trump was guilty of Russia collusion, right? And then he had to prove his innocence. Yeah, I know. So all of a sudden, now they care about the rule of law, right? <laughs> now, let me ask you this: A lot of people in and around uh, Trump and uh, his sphere have been called by the FBI and other investigators and such. Have you ever got that phone call yeah. from from anybody to say, "Hey, uh, no"? No, not not yet. I mean, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, we shall see what happens. But but again, talking about Trump and moving forward to 2024, this is only helping Trump. I, I'll just tell you. You really I think so? Before this, oh, 100 uh, percent. Even before the indictment, I believe nobody could beat Trump in a Republican primary to include Governor DeSantis. And I like Governor DeSantis, but nobody can beat Trump in a, in a Republican primary. And I think this is only helping him in the general election for 2024 as evident of the of the money raising that he has uh, obtained for his campaign, and not to mention, uh, you know, that the polling. The polling is saying that most Americans yeah, that's true. do not agree to this indictment. Most agree. Yeah. And, and I think we have to take note of that. Yeah, no, I, I got that. And 25% of the money going to Trump right now is people who've never contributed to him before because, you know, they see this as a partisan political prosecution, not as something uh, surrounding the, the rule of law. But I don't know if that really translates into support in primaries or general elections I, I really don't know that's that's my point is I, I i don't know people might say yeah we're sick and tired i remember the four years of the media harping all the time every single day you go home from work yeah. and you turn on tv and it's and whether or not it's trump's own fault it's the media harping 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 and and saying oh my god we're so sick of hearing that maybe we just don't want that anymore and uh, go to a run to and i get that yeah and, I, and, it's, and it's and it's it is draining and the last caller even mentioned you know i, I don't get involved with the with with soap operas. Right. But, but, you know, but again, why don't we push back on the Democrats in the mainstream media who always are calling out fake things? Why, why, why aren't we calling them out versus calling out Trump? Trump's just defending himself. Well, we do both. So we, we why, do. Why, we do both. We're going to get tired of the Democrats. Yeah. Like, for example, right? I'm, I'm and, probably and I'm probably the only registered Republican on talk radio. <laughs> of course, I lean libertarian, but I'm probably the only one that actually brings up the emoluments charge, thinking if they want to convict the guy, there's something to go after, you know, but uh yeah, so I do actually talk about and, both. And, yeah. All yeah, right, man. You know, and, and, I, and I, I had been at the Trump Hotel many a times when he was in office for various meetings, and I had media call me several times, several times, thinking that there was – because I was also an elected county official, right, if you remember at that time. Yes. So they, for somehow they thought that maybe the government paid for me to be there, uh, and which get, got back to your point. You know what I mean? So they were always trying to connect the dots, and you always had to be careful who was sitting next to you at the bar or in the chair or at the restaurant at the Trump Hotel because there were a lot of reporters, people sifting and, and trying, trying to dig up dirt constantly. Appreciate it, man. Rob Arlett, uh, state chair both times Thanks, my for the Trump campaign. Take care.